Welcome everyone to Film Development of My Life. My name is Brennan and joining me tonight is Jess. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, morning and recording for us. And uh, Nicole. Greetings. G- greetings. Seasons greetings. Yeah, I suppose it is. Summer. It's pretty much always a season. I think it's called spring. Uh, tonight, we are doing The Woman in the Window. The Woman in the Window is a movie that we have been looking forward to. At least Jess and I have been looking forward to. We saw a trailer for it last year when it was supposed to come out in theaters. and uh, It was like a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah, it was. I think this time last year it was supposed to come out. So, yeah, something like that. After February, I would have saw trailers. But, uh, yeah, I just looked say, I feel like I, I feel like I saw this something similar to this like two years ago and it's like one of those memories that i have of something what what do they call that where it didn't happen yet but i i vividly remember it i feel like i've seen this movie before like two years well, yeah, ago. we were watching it and you were like i've definitely seen this i'm like that's impossible because it came out like a day ago it's <laughs> another universe so another time yep uh, it's got it's got elements of a lot of other movies that we can talk about in spoilers. It's based on a book called The Woman in the Window, directed by Joe Wright, who made Jess's favorite film of all time, Darkest Hour, uh, as well as several other things you've heard of. Uh, and then it's got an all-star cast, and this is what the plot is about. An agoraphobic woman living alone in New York City begins Oh, wait, spying. wait, first question. She keeps saying this word, but what does agoraphobic mean? Just afraid of the sun or afraid of going outside? No. Afraid of the going fear, outdoors. The fear of going outside and leaving your house. Yeah. Is she afraid just because of, like, the people? She just doesn't feel safe outside? Or is it, like, it's like it's I like, like it. It's like any, like, deep phobia. It doesn't have a... I mean, it usually has a trauma-related past, but it doesn't have, like, a logical reasoning, really. Okay. Yeah. Based on the trauma she experienced in the movie, I think it's probably related to that. But agoraphobic, can't leave your house. A woman living in New York being spying on her new neighbors only to witness a disturbing act of violence. And that is about as vague as we can keep it before we get into the twists and the turns. So if you haven't seen The Woman in the Window, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, Review-wise, it's in the mixed to low area. So it's not being beloved right now. It's on the lower lower end. Not completely destroyed like some movies we've done recently, but uh, on the lower end. So uh, that's, that's what the critics are saying, as well as some user scores. But if you haven't seen it on Netflix, we're spoiling it now. We rate things here at Films with the Woman of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. And Anna Fox is our lead. That's Amy Adams' character. She is a child psychologist, although it doesn't sound like she's currently practicing. Uh, she <laughs> lives alone in her Manhattan brownstone apartment. Uh, she's separated from her husband, so we think. Quote, uh, unquote, separated. Yeah. <laughs> they are they are separated mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way. Uh, she lives with this guy who's like a handyman artist uh, writer kind of guy, David. It's her tenant that lives in the basement. Uh, she's got a therapist she sees every once in a while, Doctor Landy. It's Tracy Letts' character. He is writer, director, and also an actor. He actually wrote this movie. The the guy who played the therapist. So uh, anyway, the new neighbors moving across the street. The Russell family. And uh, she starts seeing weird things. Some of them come over all the time, randomly. Like uh, the kid. The kid comes over, uh, and his name is Ethan. And uh, then you also got the uh, the dad, the the abrasive, abusive man. 
uh, Alistair, it's Gary Oldman's character, and the woman, the wife, or is it? Because uh, at first it's Julianne Moore who comes over, who uh, says she, or doesn't say she's Jane Russell, but we assume she's Jane Russell, the wife. Uh, but then later on we see Jennifer Jason Lee, who is also Jane Russell. Uh, then there's cops getting involved, and she sees uh, acts of abuse and a murder across the street. And then the whole thing is this kind of psycho trip because she's drinking and taking these pills for her problems, like her agoraphobia. She clearly got some depression and all kinds of other fun stuff. Uh, so it's a question of, is she crazy and seeing things? Or is there something really nefarious going on across the street? And the answer, since we're in spoilers, is Yes. So, uh, that is enough to start us off with. <laughs> yes to both? Yeah, I was going to say, yes, which one? Ex- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The answer is yes. So, uh, I, uh, starting off with, who's going to go first today? Let's start with Jess today, since she she uh, had the, the peaked interest first. Uh, what do you I think know, of the plot? I know, I was super, super excited for this yes. movie. I was actually going to text you uh, maybe Friday or Saturday when I looked at the scores and it was like in the 30s. And I was like, no, because you predicted it. You said the reason why it might be on Netflix is because um, it was not not getting super big scores and wouldn't make it to the theaters. So I guess watching this movie three quarters of the way through, like I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great, but... um, I could understand why it wasn't getting great scores, but I didn't think it necessarily needed to be shit on until the end. And I'm like, yep, this is where the shit comes. So (laughs) definitely disappointed. I had really high hopes. I really like Amy Adams a lot. She is, I I think I really liked her when I saw Sharp Objects on HBO. That was a Mm -hmm. really good miniseries that she was in that I liked. Um, So that made me excited for this. The plot itself, I like it was again. I was really excited for the trailer, so I think the plot is a creative, good idea. Just the way they filmed it and the twists and turns they choose to make, I are just okay. Um, I guess I'll get into each individual section and how I feel about that later in the episode, but I think I'm just gonna give it like I'll give it a three five. I haven't done it yet, but I, I, I bet I could come up with something of movie about woman that looks across the street and sees something happen because I swear to God, this is a, a movie I've seen before. Like, I can't get it out of my head. And maybe it's just the trailers and, you know, with everything that's been pushed over months and months at this point, maybe that's just, you know, my imagination seeing this trailer at some point. But I feel like there's something else where someone witnesses something across the street and they have trouble trying to rear window perhaps i don't i don't know i don't think i've ever seen that anyway it's a really old hitchcock movie which is what this is kind of i've never i've never seen that yeah no No. i I figured it wasn't that but it's it's got the same thing a guy sees a murder he thinks he's got camera and binoculars and oh yeah i mean maybe disturbia with shia labeouf from like 15 years ago There's a lot of, I remember we were thinking Mother at one point when they started, people yeah. started showing up just all, constantly. Oh no, yeah. I, you probably are thinking of Disturbia because I was definitely, there was a point I wanted to bring up where I'm like, this is, it's like Shia LaBeouf, this is Disturbia. That's so hilarious. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of because it's it's very similar in the sense of what the plot is about, which is witnessing a murder that people don't believe or you have to prove because you either are... Um, in Disturbia's case on house arrest and no one trusts you or in this case you're agoraphobic and you've had some trauma that no one believes you so it seems recycled to me but 
you know, I was still along for the ride. I do like movies like this and I like mind teasers and things like that. I think that it got pretty slow at one point and I think that this movie was drawn out quite a bit to the point where the plot started to get a little boring. It started to get a little fuzzy in the middle for me <clears throat> and then we get kind of a, a, a twist about three quarters of the way in that at least it just peaks interest again but I'm not saying if I like that or not yet till we kind of get into it more but I guess for the plot itself since I do feel like this is not as original as it could have been I mean I guess they really tried to change it up somehow but um I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a 2.5 for the plot this is a good example of you got a really experienced good director and writer and a really, you know, well-renowned cast across the board. Uh, you know, Danny Elfman music based on a really well-received uh, book. Uh, a somewhat conventional story, but a couple of twists in there. And it just it just doesn't come together right. Uh, which is kind of... You think you throw this much good talent at the, at the wall and how could you possibly make something... Not terrible, but I would say mediocre, and the big problem is, like, the pacing. Like, uh, I feel like we start so quick, and we're already into this world, and I don't really understand why this family keeps showing up at different times, and why they're so, like, interested in coming across the street to their neighbor. I mean, I know it's the kid, and then it's the husband, and then it's the other woman, and then it's the other woman. Like, it just seems like a lot of... It doesn't feel like a, the real world, but we're also kicked off immediately that Anna is like an unreliable narrator because she, she, her first conversation is like with her therapist, oh, you stopped your drinking, right? And you're taking your medication like you're supposed to. And now she's taking the medication with drinking and it's making her worse. And she's having like hallucinative episodes. And so already the whole movie, we're following an unreliable narrator and weird stuff is already happening, but there's nothing to like ground us onto what what we're supposed to believe is real and also a lot of the things in the beginning like when julian moore shows up the way it's framed you're like supposed to believe oh this is jane but i immediately i'm like i don't think this is like she doesn't seem like she she's not acting like i would expect this character across the street to behave and when we see the murder happen early on we don't actually see the person murdering so i'm like okay well there's an obvious thing that's going to come back as a twist it's just um Mm -hmm. nothing like sets up like the tension that it, how it's supposed to like it's all like right there and we also get all this like psychedelic stuff where like she's looking out the window and then like another image will pop on the screen and there's a lot of visual and sound kind of stuff we get into later that this supposed to um i think it's supposed to be hitchcockian that's a lot of comparisons i've heard being made and based on the couple of hitchcock movies i've seen i, I can see it but it's it's so it's paced so wrong and it really is. And by the midpoint, when we get like the crazy reveal, I'm like, we we got like 45 minutes left. Like, what's gonna happen now? Like, I've the t- <laughs> oh like what little tension was there is now already gone. And now I'm. It's just. It's. It's really. It's incredible. It's the pacing is murders this movie, which is shocking because I think you could rearrange this add a few more scenes, cut a few scenes. Like, there's something good in here, I think. Um, and then the ending, depending on what... <laughs> depending on your taste, it sounds like it completely turned Jess off. I kind of like the ending in a campy way. Um, but that's not the tone they were going for at the beginning, so it doesn't fit. So nothing fits. It's uh, it's kind of a sloppy mess, and it's unfortunate. So I'm at a 2.5. I'm low on the plot um, in comparison to you guys. I, I think there's good pieces, but it is, um, it's a hodgepodge. It's messy. 
the characters. We got a lot of characters. We got Dr. Anna Fox, got the Russell family, uh, the two, we'll just say the two Janes for now until we get to the real, the real Jane thing. Uh, David, the tenant who lives downstairs. Uh, Anthony Mackie is the, the, the husband who we see in a flashback or two. We hear his voice sometimes. Uh, detectives, uh, Detective Little and Norelli, that's Brian Tyree Henry and uh, Janine Cirillis, is uh, I think how you say your name. Um, there's the, the daughter that we don't really get too much of and the psychiatrist. So there you go. What do you think of these characters, Nicole? Oh boy. Um, I will preface that I too love Amy Adams. I really do. I think that she's wonderful and I think she's just really different types of roles um so i think that you know she was a fine choice for this type of person i think that she can play it pretty well so i i I did like her the whole family that moves in the russell family is so bizarre to me i feel like they try to give us this really ominous yet wholesome from the sun in the beginning and then as she starts to dive into their world and see what happens we get this ominous feeling from the dad of you know things that he's done in the past and you know we're we're led to believe that perhaps he might have killed someone but then it's nothing is brought when it's brought to the attention of the detectives nothing is like looked into it just doesn't make any sense that he's allowed to just show up in her house whenever there's this episode it's so strange you know when she's confronted by the by the detectives and both the russell parents show up in her house along with the detectives that would never fucking happen i just don't get it they they appear one like one at a time too like first the detectives there and then like alistair like comes around the corner and and, like stomps towards her and then the son's like lurking in the background and then the mom walks in i'm like what what is did they plan this like every time they came in like it's very odd not organic really weird the the dynamic of the characters all together is so weird so I'm, i'm not a fan of really any of them um i think david is really shysty and he's weird too and his role is confusing to me um because he starts off friendly with her and then all of a sudden her agoraphobia and hallucinations snap make him snap but i feel like he's been dealing with this and knows about her problem for a long time because he's conscious of that in the beginning but then all of a sudden he gets pissed about it it's really strange the person (laughs) we were laughing about this but there's a character that i fucking hate in this movie so much who which is the uh the female the female detective oh she is so arrogant and she is so demanding and she's so straightforward with her responses and she's like so rude and i can't stand when they put a character i can't stand when they put a character into a movie that has to be so mean and condescending and like you're wrong we know that you killed her or whatever it said i don't remember but it's just so asinine i she really rubbed me the wrong way and then they had like the good cop bad cop situation with them it's just all stupid. Um, I don't you really, really hated like her anybody. for how, how little I she's did. in the movie. You were screaming at her. <laughs> she was so arrogant for no reason. Like, I wasn't feeling the good cop, bad cop from them. You know, it was dumb. So, no one really tickles me in this. I kind of hate everyone. Um, so, I'm going to have to give them a two for this. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard for me to rate these characters because I still don't really... Un- 
like get how I feel about this movie. I think it's because I had such high expectations, but it it wasn't like a terrible movie. So I'm just like, where do I stand with this? I still I feel like I still don't know. I liked I again like I like Amy Adams. I think she did good. I think there were some parts where I'm like, it's just hard. Maybe the the character motivation it's a little out there. Like she's basically risking her life to like investigate this family when she's like too scared to go outside so it's, it's kind of like how mm. does that happen like you you can't even go to the store to get milk but you're just like trying to like risk your life to save jane who's just <laughs> this lady that you met like for 30 minutes and she's like a little weird i don't know yeah and then she's like she's so in she's like kind of inviting for people to come inside but i'm just like you you don't want to go outside she's like oh come I in just too. open the door so i think it's that kind of stuff like that that gets me a little confused about the character like she seems fine with david and david seems like he has a good relationship with her like he seems like he wants to help her around the house like take the trash out even though he just lives in the basement which i thought was very nice of him and they seem like like pretty good friends i'm not friends but i guess like a good living relationship together mm-hmm. um i think it's just the motivations of some of this stuff that just gets me a little tangled i i liked fake jane fake jane was um something about her i guess she was supposed to be endearing or like curious and interesting um and i think she did that really well so I, uh, anyone she probably might be my favorite because she makes the most sense and she like she the the 10 or 15 minutes she was on screen i think she like she did her job really well i mean who else is there the detectives and the police like every single movie you watch the detectives and the police are just assholes and they're mean and they're just like it doesn't make sense go home like is that how it is in real life i've oh, never had awful it's awful i've never had to like deal with the police or detectives or stuff like that but in every movie they just seem like always trying to make you crazy always like saying like nope this is weird go home this doesn't make sense like they act so hard and they act like what she's saying is so unbelievable that the fact that they wouldn't investigate anything that she's explaining she's talking about a murder and they're not even going to look into it doesn't make any sense at all yeah there she was like i saw on my camera they're like well did you take a picture and she was like (laughs) No, and they're like, well, then it didn't happen. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know if that's how, like, I don't if that's how it really should go down. Um, the kid, I guess, it was just weird. But that's just how he's supposed to be. He was a good actor, I guess. I mean, he definitely has some troubles going on, and it's just so weird how Amy opened up to him and didn't think, like, I get how she's a child psychologist. That's probably like her feeding of what she should do. But mm-hmm. I think the first rule is to be like, talk to the parents. So it doesn't look weird. Your 15 year old son just comes in and like takes some movies from me. Um, I think she should like have it like in her head, be like, oh, I should probably introduce myself to your parents first before I int- like you come into my house kind of thing. Who else am I missing? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much everyone except for like the 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 fam the, her family, which we don't get a whole lot of. But yeah, it just seemed like she had um, an affair, and her husband like that whole driving scene. It was just so cliche. It like it just seemed like a bad movie. Like it was just so cliche. Not even well like acted or filmed. Like them driving <laughs> at like in the snowstorm. 
and yep. talking about like her affair. Like that just seemed, it just it wasn't was quality. So awkward. It wasn't a quality scene. Is like what I'm trying to say. No. Um, the conversation in that too was like, I I can't do this anymore. Not in front of our daughter. I don't care. I can't do it anymore. Like right upset. now, this is upsetting. Like that yeah. just seems so cliche and. Because it is I, I didn't fault. like that part. <laughs> and that's how we learned she cheated on it. Like, the, the exposition is, yeah, it's clumsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I feel like I shit on it more than I liked it. So, maybe I'll just give them a 2-5. Um, Before you I start, fe- Brennan, I, 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 I wanted to say that I forgot, I totally forgot about Julianne Moore's character in this. Oh, um, yeah. Fake Jane? And, or real yeah. Jane? Yeah. Fake Jane. Oh, Fake re- Jane. real Jane? I was pissed when I saw her on the screen <laughs> because that's the lady from, uh, yeah, what's that movie? That I hate her voice. And I was like, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> you, always, you get these actors in their one role and it's like, that's who they are forever now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I forgot about Julianne Moore's character in this. And um, I'm sh- I'll, I'll, I want to hear what you think about her because I'm sure we have similar um feelings about what she's reminiscent of and it's like they this movie just pulled things from every fucking movie that's real, all i made. thought about was real jane and her terrible fake wig like that her hair just looks so fake <laughs> <laughs> all right so I, I, I i'll start with amy adams because it's like um i heard so you know the the the, the from the dark knight i know probably just doesn't know but uh, they say either die the hero or you live long enough to be the villain yeah. And Amy Adams is either get the Oscar when you deserve it or you live long enough to earn your Razzie Award. Um, she's been nominated like six times. She's never won. And this, and then the before this was Hillbilly Elegy. I still, I see, I'll see, I still see the good performer in it, but maybe it's just the movie around her can't support the performance right or they didn't, you know, the, the, the behind the camera team couldn't conduct her performance into what it's supposed to be. It's it's good at times, and then it's really cheesy and bad at other times, especially towards the end. But, but again, the last 20 minutes of this movie becomes like a B-movie slasher, like, farce. Like, it becomes, oh, and like, you know of, how I feel about those kinds of movies. Yeah, it becomes a movie that Jess hates, and I have a, I have a deep respect for. I like camp, but I don't like camp when the movie beforehand was trying to be the serious thriller and then it becomes a, 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 like a slapstick ridiculousness <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that uh, when we get to the very end uh, so uh, a mixed performance by Amy Adams who I can see is still trying her damnedest to just to just get that to just get that win because uh, she's still a quality actress and she still I know has, she's just trapped she's, uh, she's you know opportunity she's fate she's getting in, she's starting to fade out a little bit I'm worried I'm worried she's just never gonna make it to the mountaintop which is unfortunate because I think she She's had a couple roles, at least, that deserve that. Uh, the Russell family. Uh, uh, they're just the family that pops up out of nowhere. I really don't understand the mechanics of why they just show up all the time. Like, it doesn't seem to make sense. Like, you guys both kind of said it in your own ways. Just as like, oh, like, why Why are the, like, shouldn't you talk to them first? And if you're so afraid to go out, why is everyone always showing up? And then Nicole is like, <laughs> why are they just showing up? Like, why did, why did the cops show up? And then one by one, here comes the, the Russell family to berate her in different in different ways. And I, I, and I don't understand, I just don't understand the mechanics of why they show up. And, you know, it's all, again, we all have, we have talented actors who are in other stuff and have done good work here. Um, but they're just given weird things to do, and uh, you know that goes for the dad, the son, and the real wife. As for fake, 
fake uh, Jane. Uh, this is where I said earlier, Mother. Uh, that movie, the Darren Aronofsky movie, yeah. it, she feels like uh, the Michelle well, Pfeiffer. the Michelle Pfeiffer character in that, where she's she comes in second or third or whatever, and she's super mean and condescending. She's got this waspy alcoholic she overtakes everything. As yeah, her own. and just like she shits on everything, but she she's like a she's like a frenemy kind of person. Is she she grubs me the wrong way like immediately? That's the whole thing. Is like if we're playing this like Amy Adams is trying to save this woman, this character should be someone we like or at least understand and can root for. And I guess we're supposed to because she's like, oh my husband's horrible. He's so abusive and our poor son. But her as a person, it's kind of a horrible bitch, and I don't like her. Like I don't like this person who comes in. Like so. What if I if the whole movie is me supposed to care about her as well as the son who is a weirdo? I mean, we don't understand how weird he really is until the end, but like, he's you know if these are the endearing people we're supposed to be like, oh, I feel bad for them. I, I don't. I do not feel bad for these people. I don't like them. I, I would not spend any time uh, trying to uh, worry about what happens to them because I don't don't care for them. Um, Just has really weird things that they do too, like they. We're, we're trying we're trying to set up a story where in our minds if we don't know what's going to happen we believe that that the father is this awful person that has murdered a, a, a colleague and and a wife and all this stuff and they they add on to that when when ethan shows up and he smacks him across the face and he's got all these he's screaming at him and ethan even says don't talk to me from across the street you're gonna get me in trouble like they're they're setting it up for the dad to be this horrible person but it just doesn't make sense later on why they did that. Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like surprised. Well, in the end, the dad. I mean, the dad's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy because for the reasons we think in the end, right. because he, because he's not the murderer. He's trying to protect people from the murderer, um, but he's doing it like an asshole. Again, no, these are not likable people. Like they're not people I want to associate like with. And if you're an agoraphobic woman, I know your options are limited as far as uh, your contacts with the outside world. It's basically your tenant who we, we didn't really, we kind of brushed over him. Uh, David, the guy who lives in the basement. I mean, I know, uh, just that you kind of liked their relationship. Some, uh, I, I like him, but then, we find out he slept with the 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 fake Jane character, and we learn about that real backstory. And I'm like, that's a pretty really weird. big, giant, weird coincidence that that would happen. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is a pretty big really strange world. I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised that Wyatt Russell ends up sleeping with Julianne Moore for one night, and it just so happens that the moving across the street family. I don't know. It's well, I don't that's, find that's the, that. I mean, that coincidental, just because that's the kind of woman she kind of seems like, and he just seems like the guy that lives in the basement. So I feel like them hooking up together is not surprising. So that was her, like, stalking the family and, like, getting getting closer to them was to do that? Well, I don't know about fake Jane's motivation. Again, she's, like, just based off of what the movie said, she seems like she... Is just not a substantial character. She's just always, I don't know, trying to get back in the family, maybe embarrass them, just whatever. I don't think she has any pure motivation. She's just kind of aloof. 
Eh. I, I think it's hard. It's hard for it's it. That's a pretty big coincidence. I just think it's a pretty big coincidence. Like, oh, my family was cross street, and they're from other places, and like she happens to follow them there, and happens to find the guy, the one guy who lives across the street that can get her closer to the family, and oh, the the other person who is the roommate in this house just happened to have these weird run-ins with the son, like. Uh, I can, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot, it's a couple, it's a couple coincidences too many for me, but, uh, that's, that's more plotty stuff. Uh, other characters, not a whole lot of thoughts on, I thought the detectives were throwaways. They were, you know, fine framing devices, but they, like, I felt like they were trying to give the Brian Tyree Henry character, like a character, like he's like, just so you know, I have four kids, so you can call me whatever you need. But she doesn't. I mean, the only time she calls right. is when it's she's looking like crazy town, and then here come the Russells, like, oh, you've never, you've never met us before. Uh, so it's it's just it, it, it just doesn't feel organic a lot of the time. So uh, the the characters mixed bag, probably a little more on the negative side. I'm gonna stick with another two five though. That's just, that's kind of where I'm feeling this movie out to be. Uh, visual and sound, some choices. Uh, back to you, Jess. Um, there's a lot of visual and sound I could probably talk about. First, let's yeah. talk about the obvious things that you knew I didn't like. The end, like the stupid, gory messiness. Hated that. Um, even in the beginning where um, Fake Jane got murdered, like still, like the, the blood splattering all over the window. Like, yeah. I, I hate <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, let's also talk about how she lived in this mansion by herself in Manhattan. Like, how did she support, like, where did that money come from? How did she support that whole, like, four-story Especially house or whoever big it is? Like it she's not is working anymore. By herself. Yeah. Um, it seems like every other neighbor has, like, apartments broken up into those buildings, but she owns the whole thing. And I was like, <laughs> that's weird. And it seems like they, they do a lot of, like, little things and come back to it. Like, when um, Dave pointed out, like, oh, you're your roof is gonna like is not strong enough or like your glass is gonna break through and then she's like oh let me push this kid through the glass because i remember that dave said my roof is gonna break like right little things like that are just very very annoying i feel like there's a lot like the whole the driving scene where her family dies i hated that scene that was just very cheaply done it was not quality work oh and then that so what is it called when, like, a character has this whole big monologue and it's really dramatic? Like, is that a soliloquy or something? Because that happened when she was explaining herself in front of everyone and all of a sudden, like, the whole room disappeared. And she oh, was just talking yeah. and it was, like, very dramatic. Like, it was a theater scene. And I was like, that doesn't fit this movie whatsoever. Like, was that supposed to be the scene that's, like, amy adams scene uh i don't know but it just it didn't fit and then like there was a scene where like the whole i forgot maybe i'm remembering this wrong but like the whole screen went dark and there was like a heart or a flower or something i don't remember what that was maybe this is something i'm thinking of differently that could have happened there's a lot of stuff where like just like stuff pops up and we see like swirling something and like images floating in the background like there's a there's there's a lot of scenes like that i don't know that specific one but i'm sure something like that happened yeah so a lot of things that i i feel like nicole would agree that like it doesn't add up because she's like nitpicky about that stuff also when fake jane um drew that cartoon but like you didn't see her draw it you saw her like (laughs) like scribble one little thing and she's like oh look at this like 
thing I just drew. And really, it would take like 30 <laughs> minutes to draw that, but you, all you see is your hand motion move like once, and then like the paper is filled with this cartoon. And you're just like, when did you draw this? <laughs> she already had it drawn, maybe. She unfolded it out of her pocket and then just did like one or two But it was lines. in a notebook that I think was like Amy's notebook. Like, I don't yeah. think it, like she cared. Like, she just saw the notebook on the table and drew like a little uh, cartoon. I think you're right. <laughs> and I'm just going to give away the ending because I know, Brennan, you're going to hate it. They basically cleaned everything up. Everything's perfect again. Amy Adams lost like 30 pounds. She looks good. <laughs> she is cleaning out her old life, saying goodbye to her Manhattan apartment. And I guess she, her mental health is a lot better. And she yep, she's just on cured. With her life. <laughs> and that's it. Like... I know you would hate that just because it just seems like the easy way to end a movie. I don't think yeah. that was necessary. I think you really could have ended it in her hospital bed. We didn't need to have the closure of knowing Amy was going to be okay. But man, I feel like I really shit on this visual and sound. Despite the like the her big house not making any sense, I did like it. Like I liked seeing what her house looked like. It had like a very unique charm to it. Um, so there's that. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I'm, I'll give this a two. Yeah, there's a lot of things in here that just don't make sense. And one thing in particular, I, maybe I wasn't paying attention as well as I should have when um, fake Jane was in the apartment. But yeah, I didn't see the doodle time. So I didn't know how long that took. But yeah, that was pretty uh, intricate for just sitting there and um, playing cards for five minutes and she was able to make this drawing. It's really weird. The one thing that I, I, I guess that I do like the most, but it's still cheesy. So I can't even say that it was like great was when she was on her drinking and pill benders and she would wake up and like Twilight Zone was on in the background or something. And it was like spirals and I guess we yeah. were supposed to be feeling this like hallucinations with her and how like whacked out she was when she would wake up. I mean, I guess that was the b- best way they could interpret that to us that she was feeling woozy. <laughs> I don't know. There was um, a lot of that where like the old movies and stuff she'd be watching were like floating around in the background while she's like in her bathrobe looking crazy and yeah, yeah a lot and of, like that, the perfect, those kind of visuals. The perfect um script in the background was was playing at the at the right time making her feel like it was all dreamy and stuff it was, yeah, like, was like oh you're playing a dangerous game here lady yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like Woo! <laughs> um yeah that's funny um i i also don't understand how she's still affording this house too. <laughs> like, biggest question she doesn't work anymore she doesn't go out. She, Maybe she's I don't know if she gets money her... based off of the, the death of her family. Maybe she's yeah, got she's some burning through the life insurance that. policy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's a little unrealistic. And I mean, it sounds like David's a pretty shady guy. So I don't know what she's charging him to live in the basement. But that basement um, is like it's a pretty shitty basement too. Yeah. She has a four story house. She's like, you can live in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the whole the whole thing really of people just showing up at the in the house and her allowing all these things. If she's so frightened, I don't know if that I, I don't know about people with agoraphobia, so I don't know if it's different if they come in or versus her talking to them through the monitor. Like I don't know. Um, so that was really strange. But the other thing that really bothers me is 
when we get scenes with technology um meaning when someone someone sends her someone sends her a picture of herself sleeping can we talk about that what wait what? and then how it took like 20 seconds for yes to roll onto yes yes <laughs> like there was no there was no wi-fi left in the room anymore it's just fucking <laughs> and she has enough time to walk away and then come back and it's like oh my god but who took that picture did ethan I think I'm that's assuming. what we're supposed to believe. I think we're oh supposed to God. believe any weird <laughs> stuff. Where I think we're supposed to end up believing was Ethan all along. <laughs> but that was hilarious. And then when she's doing all the research and she's typing away and finding about that that um, assistant that died, and it's taken her to like 1995 Google web pages. Like I hate that shit. <laughs> Why do they? Yeah, do I don't that? know when this is. Like, this based in modern day? Like they have smartphones. She has an iPhone. Yeah. yeah so it's not like it was. It's not like it was 1998 or something where like internet was slow and like yeah. you know everyone had flip phones it's yeah. i don't get it it's so strange and i the other thing that i don't like i agree with jess i hate gory i hate cut getting cut up and stabbed blah, blah 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 like i hate that kind of stuff too it's so bothersome to me i mean we can get the gist of what's happening without actually seeing the the um the little rake this in his interface like i hate that shit the last thing that I want to comment on is the ending when she's in the hospital and this fucking detective is like, oh, I'll just pretend I didn't see anything. I'll come back in an hour. Oh, <laughs> well, we know that nothing is going to come of that because they don't do any research because of anything that she has said in the past week. This happened over a week and they didn't look into any murder or anything until something finally happens to her and two people are are dead in their faces like it's just so He's dumb. like, "Well, I really messed this case up. I guess one more mistake cares." That was like quote unquote what he said. Yeah, literally lead you right into getting sued for not fucking listening to her and helping her. So, I mean, this is just really dumb and I think that um me and Jess probably if we pin this against Disturbia, it's pretty obvious which one we would pick because one of them is so much better than the, the other one. I haven't oh, seen yes. Disturbia. What's the comparison? What's what's the similarity? If you look there? into Basically, the neighbor's house with with a magnifying glass versus a digital camera. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, long story short, Shia LaBeouf is a young guy on house arrest and he be- becomes friends with this woman and they see a murder across the street, but they can't they can't prove that this new neighbor has done something every that which way that they, well, every which way that they think there's a there's a clue it's something else like they see blood and it happens to be sorry to spoil this but it happens to be like a, a dead deer and not a body so it's like these goofy things that just lead to coincidence is the same exact thing that's happening in this movie so the would you guys both better. like that movie better than this? The OG so? is, oh, so much is so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll check that out. We'll do that for a host pick. But it's like <laughs> if, to me, it was just like she. It was like Disturbia. Fifteen years later, she used her fancy like digital camera to mm-hmm. look into people's houses, whereas he uses binoculars. <laughs> yeah, right, binoculars. Right. Yep. So, and they both have a hindrance of going outside. It's just the same thing. Like, um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two, I think, just because I like the house. <laughs> I like so I like but exactly what I said. <laughs> I actually like the weird floaty images in the background with the old timey people talking in the background, and 
Um, the the snow flying around. Like I like just some style. Like just a little bit of a little bit of extra. Like when things like slam up against the wall and it's like across the street and it looks like it's close. I actually like that kind of stuff. And of the horror genre, like I like more psychological stuff. But I've actually in recent years grown to like slashers a little more. I kind of appreciate slasher horror a little bit better. Still hate jump scares. Still hate ghosts in a house. Still the worst stuff in the world. But uh, slasher horror, I've kind of grown to like, especially because a lot of times it gets a little cheesy little campy and i like that kind of stuff definitely a lot of that at the end here um but i like the look of what's going on here it's just um it's it's kind of constant what would be better is if we had we had something a little more grounded to latch on to because at no point i feel grounded at no point do i feel like i'm ever like oh i'm here here's the here's what's really happening because Anna's such an unreliable narrator and the way all the other characters behave where they pop in and out and they say weird things and they're not I don't understand who they are as people really and everyone kind of acts not right I'm never grounded to a point where I could be like this is what's happening like this is oh like I understand what's literally happening before the next crazy thing happens and then the visuals go all weird like sprinkle that in lighter and I think I would have liked a lot of the visual choices more it's just so constant and barraging to the point where I'm like I don't, I don't know where I am in the story. Why is it going so fast all of a sudden? And then all of a sudden it's like, why is nothing happening? And then it just, it, it just, it, it's a back to pacing. I think this is a whole exercise in the small behind the camera tricks to make, you know, a movie work and like go, go in a, in an order and a story be told a lot of little tricks here. Just, just missing the mark, which is unfortunate. Uh, the house is fine. Sure, I'll go, I'll go with you guys too. The house looks nice, uh, but I'm higher in the visual and sound. I do think it's still kind of sloppy and scattershot, but there's enough pieces in here that I like. I'm at a three, so it's a higher than the other couple categories for me. Um, I like the efforts. I like the attempts. Uh, but let's get to this ending. So the first midpoint twist, which we pretty much we pretty much talked about. The family is not separated. They're dead. They died in a car crash that we have already talked about that scene. And, oh, the you have, you've been talking to the family the whole time. And I like uh, that it's Nicole's least favorite character, uh, the, the partner, who's, like, shouting, Your family's not around. They're dead. Don't you remember? <laughs> she doesn't oh, exactly say it like that. They're not separated. They died. You have agoraphobia. You suck. You <laughs> didn't see anything. And then, and then they did the thing that Jess is talking about where she's like, looks out since she's giving her a little monologue. And then we go into the snow and we see the thing happen. And then we, we slowly pull back and she's like, hello, are you there? They died. Did you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> this is not really what happened, but I'm sure that's what it sounded like to Nicole. <laughs> So that's the first twist. So like, oh, she really was crazy. And then she's about, she's recording herself to kill herself. She's crushing up all her pills. She's going to kill herself. And then she looks at that picture. She took that one night, one more time, that one of her cat. And, uh, and the reflection of the wine glass. Yeah. (laughs) The loaded up picture that we were talking about. That she sees the reflection in the line, (laughs) the wine glass. Oh, there's another woman there. Oh, she really was there. I'm not crazy. Like, oh, and then, and then David comes home and she's like, look, I can see him in this, in the picture. I can see her in this picture. And she's like, oh yeah, that's not Jane. That's this crazy lady I slept with who used to be Alistair's wife and she's a meth (laughs) addict and she's the birth mother and she went crazy. And I don't know. She left her earring here. I'm not like, 
Well, not why like didn't you tell her that conversation, earlier? Yeah, not like they couldn't have had this conversation before. Once she said something to David, she, he'd be like, oh, yeah, there was a woman over here that I fucked that night. Like, this all could have yeah, been David show, well, That's the thing. David shows up. He's like, oh, no, the plot of this movie was really obvious, crazy lady. Why didn't you understand all this already? I'm like, well, because why, did, <laughs> why didn't you say anything earlier? This is ridiculous. Anyway, that's that's when we realized, oh, she, she might be crazy. Like I said at the beginning, yes, she is crazy crazy taking the pills and drinking too much but she's also right there really is something sneaky going on across the street and that's when we learn who the real killer is it was the weird kid all along it was ethan and ethan gives this long speech about how he loves being a serial killer and that's how that's why they had to move that's why they had to move around because i just love killing and i i didn't i i I love stabbing and it's just so ridiculous so then he's chasing after her he stabs he stabs david to death and then he he drags the knife on the banister and like he's so like extra about it and there's a couple of laugh out loud moments for me i think i think nicole did too when she kicks him down the stairs and he like flies backwards (laughs) it just it looks like and it looks like bad wire work at this point yeah now at the end i'm like oh we're doing like intruder level shit like we're, we're just gonna throw it all at the wall and look ridiculous the fucking rake through the side of the mouth with the, with the blood and the holes Jesus. she's like Ugh. and it's pouring like, rain <laughs> like this stuff i'm all laughing Drowning I'm like, all in right. like a puddle of water on a roof that should definitely be looked at because that's yeah that's gonna be water damage <laughs> This and is where like, the thirty percent comes in. Like it's just the thirty on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think so. I think the thirty is the beginning part, and most of the, like the middle. It's I think it's oh, the pacing is the problem. The I think this ending. I mean, it's bad, but it's not. It's a bad. It's it's the so bad for me. It's so bad. It's good. It's the it's the campiness and like like over the top factor. Uh, it just doesn't fit in this movie. It's not bad stuff. People like that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's silly. Uh, but anyway, oh, the roof is leaking because the roof's bad, so I'll throw him through the roof, and she slams him through the roof, and he falls all the way down, and he dies, wakes up in the hospital bed, We the detective does the little cell phone dance thing with her, uh, and then, yeah, we get the nine months later, Anna's sober, and she looks great, she's moving on with her life, she's taking her cat with her, the end. Uh, Resonance yeah. and feel, Nicole. I don't know how extensive her therapy must have been post-hospital to get her to that level of being able to walk outside and jump into a taxi to the unknown after you know all this trauma she's had so i mean kudos to that therapist because she must have done some serious work like that i don't know how realistic that is to be cured of that phobia in nine months after this awful experience of getting stabbed in the face and your throat slit whatever the fuck happened i mean that is just outrageous um yeah the way also, to cure your fear of outdoors is the first time you go outdoors you get stabbed and attacked yeah and then exactly. now you're cured <laughs> also really great work to the people that did fix that house up in nine months because it was immaculate and i really don't think that New York would move that quickly on a house. Um, it's it, the whole movie itself. Like, I I I like movies like this in a plot sense. I like things where someone has this, you know, crippling reason that they can't express themselves and they can't be 
taken seriously. It sounds awful what I'm saying, but someone that has to get over a hardship to be underst- yeah. be understood. I like that. But the way that they did this one was like, it was she was wrong, 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 wrong. And then at the very end, up oh, she was right. Sorry, our bad. We're going to go now and uh, don't tell our boss that we fucked this up. Thanks. And it's like so stupid. It just doesn't make any sense of how this whole thing played out. And I feel like they really took bits and pieces of other movies and this whole um, fake wife situation that... It, isn't there a movie where someone sees something outside of a restaurant? Is that Blake Lively in that? I, He's at a restaurant. I don't know. And they see something. It sounds like a Blake outside. Lively film. <laughs> it's that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking of. I'll research it. We'll put it in the comments because I know that's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. But um, we've already compared this to like six other movies. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. it basically, is Disturbia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. And the other part feels like very mother-esque and the, you know, good cop, bad cop situation, the crash, everything could be taken from other things. I know it's old, but Hitchcock is is definitely an influence as far as an older filmmaking. Yep, It makes it boring. It makes it not exciting to clip these things together because we're just enjoying the other things that inspired it more. So I'm going to give it, uh, I think I'm going to give it a, a 1.5 for my residence and feel. So I agree with what Nicole said. This seems, this should seem like a movie that, you know, we would be attracted to, I guess. Um, but it's just got a lot of loopholes in it. Um, despite that, like, I, I'm still going to give it somewhat the benefit of the doubt because I didn't watch, like, despite how much we really shit on this, I didn't watch this movie actively hating it. There's just a lot of things to pick out about it. I agree. But, I mean, yep. overall, it's not like I was like, this is terrible. This is so bad. Like, I'm, I, I can't even watch this. Like, I, I could. Like, and I watched it all at once. It wasn't anything that I had to take a break on like I do for many movies. Um, so that being said, I'm not going to completely, like, give it a horrible resonance and feel. Um, I think I'm going to keep it below average and just give it a 2.5. Um, I, I remembered what the movie was, I think. Isn't there a scene in the movie, oh my god, what did we see with Chloe Grace Moretz with the purse on the subway? Oh, Greta. Greta. That's yeah, the movie right. where there's like a scene where she's looking outside the restaurant and she shows up and I feel like it's like a big deal. That I feel that when she's looking through the window. It just feels the same. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Greta. That was one of our early reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, similar. I didn't hate all of this while watching it. There were times I was bored. I was mostly confused a lot of the time. I was like, why... Is it like this? Like, why are they doing it like this? Most of the first 45 minutes to an hour, I was like, why is it going like this? Then we have the midpoint twist with the car crash thing. And then to the end, it's more of like farcical. Like, I'm just kind of laughing at it. Like, eh. It's kind of really, it's really ba- turned bad now. The beginning's like sloppy, but there's good some good points in there. I think there's a way you could rearrange all this stuff and cut a few things, add a few things, and make a really good thriller. And you could also cut a few things and rearrange some things and make a really sloppy B-movie slasher, like, horror comedy. I think both both movies exist in here, and they're kind of both floating around currently in what's the movie it actually is, which is um, not... Uh, it's not horrible to watch, but it's not... 
it's definitely not good. I can't, it just doesn't work. It, it, for whatever it's trying to do, for any entertainment value I got out of it, I don't think it's because of it being good. I think it's because of it being kind of confounding, like confusing, silly, ridiculous. Um, so I'm at like a 2-5 for the rest and feel. Uh, it's a very 2-5-ish movie for me where it's like, it's not so bad, it's good. There's parts I liked that are actually good. It's got some interesting visuals. The actors, you know, I like a lot of the people in it. Um, some things are so crazy. I'm like, why is this happening? It's it's a very jumbled mess, um, but not one I hated. So we're at the end. Uh, can we, uh, uh, Jess, you going to recommend The Woman in the Window? So, so, like I said before, despite me, like, shitting on it, because there's a lot of things to pick on, I'm not going to say I hated it. So I probably would give it a recommendation, but I'd say, like, just watch it, and i give them a heads up, like, you know, it had a lot of potential, but, like, you, it's not going to be, like, your favorite movie you're going to watch. It's just, like, a kind of, like, a regular movie. Um, but I, I think it's still worth it. It has a lot of good elements, I think it might even just be that Amy Adams was starring it, and I mean, I still really like her, so I think it's worth giving it a watch, but just like a heads up, it, the potential is just kind of, it had a lot of potential, it doesn't fall through in a lot of spots. Just me and you are like the same fucking person. I was gonna say that um, <laughs> people are gonna think I'm nuts for saying that I would recommend this, but the reason I will is because I think that a lot of people like this type of movie and they're not gonna be as critical on it as we are and i think they're just gonna see it as like a cool um spooky slasher type of movie at the end but people like that just as brennan said like this is the kind of movie that it grabs a lot of different people's attention and i would like to hear what other people think if they thought it was as comical as we did at the end so i would say yes (laughs) yeah the audience score is low on this and most people even regular people are not recommending it um for the most part uh I think it's a big, it's a big fucking mess. But I think I had enough fun watching it to recommend it real lightly. I don't think it's a good movie. I kind of said everything I meant to say in the presence and feel, so I'll leave it at that. So I get, I'm a little surprised, but I guess it's, <laughs> we have three, three recommends for a movie that we're like, is so it's y'all all criticized right. the hell over. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, think like, we said like one or two good things about it with this episode was just complete criticism well, but we still recommend but that it. is what i agree yeah. with nicole that's what makes it fun like it's how nicole and i really loved the intruder is because it's fun to talk about how ridiculous it is this isn't that exactly it's still it's got like some elements of like an actually good movie in here but it's got enough fun stuff to like talk about and there's some fun funny things that happen maybe unintentionally i don't know i think there's enough interesting things happening here to make it worthwhile but uh it is it is a mess but it's three it's three recommends for for the woman in the window so yay it's it's a disappointment but not that much of a disappointment i guess it's a just different than what we were expecting. It's a good way to play. Uh, yeah. So we got other stuff coming up. Hopefully other stuff that lives up to our ex- expectations a little more properly, closer to what we were actually expecting. Uh, but if you have anything to recommend to us, we got slots coming up for that as well. Films with the women in my life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com. Thank you guys for women in the window. The women in the window yes. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time. Yeah, very good. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. 
Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.